Baruchim Abayim, and welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's program with special guests. We have with us Rabbi David Naiwich, Shlita, and Rabbi Israel, Mayor Ruben Falch, Shlita, Baruchim Abayim. Welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having it's us. It's an honor. It's always great to have you uh, back at the Chazak headquarters, uh, all the way from uh, Flatbush, Torah Misara. And we're going to be speaking about Chinuch education. And uh, before we do that, we can get a little background of the Rabbanim. Great work that you're involved with in Torah Misara, Rabbi Naiwich was like. Abraham came to uh, Tarbisar some 17 years ago after spending 25 years uh, running a kollel in Melbourne, Australia. Oh. Which was fascinating. Shout out to Noach Deinus. Well, shout out to Noach Deinus, no question. Yes. Our dear friend. Yes, yes. And Abraham from there somehow ended up coming back to the States. I'm originally a Brooklyn boy, went to Tairidas, went to Lakewood. And. For the last 17 years, I had the opportunity to work with people like Rabbi Shaw, Mary Rubenfeld, and, and others who are totally, th- their whole life mission is educating Jewish children. Uh, around the world, and even in Queens, New York. Really? <laughs> in Queens, New York. Okay, amazing. We get, we, we get to know and to see and Bezat Hashem work even more. The, 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 um, the well-known story is told over by Rav Shraga Feivel Mendelovitz, who founder of Torah Maseris. The founder of Torah Maseris some 80 years ago. Uh, when he started, some people said, ah, you're out of your mind, but you make it schools all over the country. What are you doing? So the answer was, in, in, I'll say it first in Yiddish, was atich eich as Why does it bother you if I'm going to be able to get 50,000 children to say Shema Yisrael? Wow. That, that's, I guess that was his inspiration. That's how he inspired so many other people to get involved. And slowly but surely, the, fact, the first school I believe they made was in Minneapolis. And uh, today, Baruch Hashem, uh, we have something like 800 schools across the United States and Canada with about 300,000 children. Wow, wow, wow. Unbelievable. And of that, 20,000 men and women who are teachers, Rebbeim, Loris. Rabbi Ruben Falchilinta. I joined Tarmasara about 16 years ago. Um, I started off my my journey in life as a Talmud of Chaim Berlin. And uh, from there I went to the Mir Yeshiva in Yerushalayim, and then on to Beis Medjur's Gevor. I was a Rebbe for many years, Yeshiva of Brooklyn, Yeshiva Chaim Berlin. And um, then I became a Menahel. And uh, after many years of being a Menahel, Rabbi Nayowitz drafted me, <laughs> into Tarmasara and caught a big fish <laughs> and um, there, there's um, there's so much that that we tried to cover um, like Rabbi and I would say our focus is on Jewish children by doing with that being our goal we're educating teachers to become the best teachers they can be. We're educating and coaching principals to be able to become, create the best schools and maintain the best schools. 
and we work on educating, coaching, um, even executive directors to be able to run the schools in the most optimal way. We visit the schools, we work with the schools, um, we work with the teachers, um, we help find them jobs, we help find the candidates for the schools that need to have candidates placed, and uh, we, we spread the Hashem's word throughout the world. Really unbelievable. If I can do a follow-up on yeah, sure. or further what Ruhmann uh, was saying, it's not an exaggeration to say between the various different training programs that we have that 2,000 Rebbeim today and Morris, uh, probably even more like 2,500 for that matter, have been trained through Terra across the country. And um, we have a Mashkichem program as an example. We have many children who are there in school. A teacher has a classroom with 30 boys. It's hard for them to pick up every single nuance of every single child. So we've had an arrangement with schools where one of the Rebbein becomes sort of the Mashkiach, or I guess where we'll use a, 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 a mini therapist, if you wish. And when the Rebbe senses that this child needs something special, he works, he works with this Rebbe. And the same, we have a program of DLI, Diverse, Diverse Learners Initiative, where a child is mentally healthy, but he has problems in, in, in learning. Now, ordinarily, we would send the child into the resource room. And until now, the resource room teacher would, whatever the teacher said to work on, that didn't work on. But we've trained resource room teachers now to see the telltale signs of problems deeper than just the learning. And we work with them as well. And that's uh, um, unbelievable. You know, the one that's involved, I would think that I knew it all. But uh, I, I must tell you that it's such an insight to know that there's an organization out there. And I'm sure many of our listeners are watching this and are be like, really? Does such a thing exist? Like as parents, we send the kids to the yeshiva, they come back, they have the homework, they go back to the yeshiva, and that's that. But there's so much integra, in, internal work that's being done. So yeshikah, hazaka work to you all and, and to Tom Misara. Now, I remember I was, had the schut, the merit, to be invited to the Vada Rosh Yeshiva's meeting. Where you have the Rosh Yeshiva's, uh, the big, big rabbanim of, uh, of America together in a room at the Tom Misara headquarters. And uh, I was waiting patiently for my turn, and I remember the, the discussions backwards and forwards, so much different issues in Kali Shal that uh, the, the rabbis were, were dealing with. And uh, it's constant changing, and with our understanding, there's constant meetings. If you would say an issue that's going on today in Kali Shal, in the world of yeshivas, of what would that be? And what is a way that Tormisar is tackling it? And if there's anything that maybe the average listener could also get involved, or a parent, let's say, that sent kids to yeshivas, what could they do to help? I'm sorry for throwing so many fat balls at the rabbis, but uh, uh, you know, one thing I remember vividly was technology was a discussion. It was a discussion back then. There was some sort of a new thing that came out. The yeshivas were going backwards and forwards. It was very inspiring to see. Uh, you know, so many different things, as I usually say, when my children ask me something, and I ask them, can you keep a secret? And they say yes, and they say, so can I. So much of what is discussed there at these writings within the, the Rabban and Mahanjo. Yeah, as far as we have technology, obviously, AI is an issue today. Sorry for my ignorance, Rabbi. AI. Wonderful. 
Rabbi Ruben Felt. Tabi Alechem Brocha. That's right. Um, but, uh, I thought I was behind the times. You mentioned technology. Right. And one, one of the things that we try to do is to try to stay a little bit ahead of um, explosions so that we could prepare our educators and our parents in dealing with what's coming down the pike. Um, you go back years ago, it was television. From there, it became uh, the internet. From there, we went to the, um, the social media, uh, iPhones, and so on. Um, now, this seems to be something that we're headed to, um, that our Russia yeshiva have uh, been alerted to. And that's something called AI, which stands for artificial intelligence. It's something that will probably make internet problems almost seem to be juvenile. Um, it's, it's taking over, it's already taken over different parts of the world, and it's starting to take over this country, whether it's uh, production and businesses, where in places like Japan, probably 75% uh, of um, people have been replaced by, by these machines really? that are run by AI. Um, and th there, there are a lot of issues um, that the country will have with it. It's being discussed in the government, and the White House. Uh, but in terms of the ruchnius of children or families um, being exposed to information, but it's not like we call the, um, the, the what do they call the information highway or something, uh, the web. Um, th th this is, is more instantaneous than anything on the internet. Information about anything in the world that you have access to, not only by the stroke of a key, but by a phone call. They have today phone numbers that you can call, ask questions about anything in Yiddish, and get answers in Yiddish. Um, they're able to, we were joking before about changing voices, and th th there's incredible amount of things that are able to, do, and there's some things might, no doubt, be beneficial, but what people are realizing, both in the secular world, Lahavdal, and in our world, um, the dangers that are ahead of us. So, um, you don't know anything about it. Yeah. Up until two or three weeks ago, I didn't know what it was either. Until Come we had to your neighborhood in the next week. <laughs> we, wow. we we had a meeting at the office, and it was brought up, and then I started doing some of my own research to learn about it, and it's a. Uh, um, it's it's going to turn into a a mountain. Um, the, the the dangers are, um, um, amongst others, a child can ask a hashkafa question and take it to the biggest extreme. Um, how how can I show that the Torah is not true? And within a matter of seconds, you'll have three pages of reasons why the Torah hashvashom is not true. Children could ask Ashkafa questions in that light, and so on. Someone told me an interesting question. He, he, asked, he asked it, what bracha do you make on chocolate? And it ended up with 10 pages from the Gemara all the way down to the Mishnah Bura. It got it wrong. The Halacha Lamaiset got it wrong, okay? But the same will be with Ashkafa. They'll ask Ashkafa questions. It'll give you whole things, but it'll come out wrong. And this is just one side of what children started asking. One of the Russian yeshiva that spoke about it commented that 
it relates to you like a friend. You speak to it, and it seems to have reasoning, logic. It's working with these algorithms, and it's able to put together thoughts and responds instantaneously to things that you say, and you start having some kind of a trust. We were shown little video clips from Reb Moshe Hillel Hirsch, um, Reb Malkiel Kotla, um, Rav Sarotskin, um, there was another... Um, was another bottle I don't recall in Forceful. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that uh, spoke about uh, the great dangers that, that there is um, in, in, in uh, not, you know, it was mentioned by one of the Rashi Yeshiva, Abel Rebach Fogel was the other one. Yes. One of the things that he said was that the Satan started sensing that maybe we're getting a handle on the smartphones with filters and yeah. so on, um, that it said, you know what, we have to come up with something else. doesn't sleep, and it came up with this. Um, and uh, the, the, the dangers that it presents to us by being so accessible, so easy. Um, the, the, there's no... The, the internet, perhaps with filters and other ways for business, we can find the Terim, the Gedolim, both in the Litvish world and in the Hasidish world, have both declared that there's, there's not any heter for anybody to use it for any reason at all. There's just no... Um, it's just too too dangerous. And one of the biggest dangers is that the average person might look at it and say, so what's so bad? Um, but it's so easy. It's just a phone call um, or, or getting onto the internet and asking the questions. I mean, we saw a demonstration of what it was like, and it was, it was mind-boggling. Wow. Unbelievable. The fact that you're dealing all these details and the amcha, the, 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 the public, is not even aware Oh, uh, he really appreciate it. And uh, through the Gedolim, the Rabbanim that you're all involved with, well, Be'ezat Hashem have a certain derech uh, that the Kali Yisrael will be able to go in through the yeshivas. Uh, jumping to the yeshivas again, um, I remember that there was a discussion uh, in one of the local yeshivas that there was a lack of Rabbeim, or Morris. Um, being that you're involved with Torah Masara, is there any truth to that? I know at the same time we were discussing before, and I remember hearing about that campaign to give proper salaries or better salaries to the Rebbeim and the Mechanichim and the Moras that give their lives to our children if the rabbis could catch some light on that topic. And if there's any ways... That, Unfortunately, it, it certainly is a problem. I mean, we have teachers dedicate their lives to their students, so much so as one person recently brought up don't forget about your own families. You're so involved with your students and with your school and, and with your preparations. Don't forget about your own children. Wow. There were also some, but that's how dedicated the teachers are. And they sit back and unfortunately, they're human beings, okay? They're not AI. They're real people. And they have real people have feelings too. And many a times, the amount of work that they put in in no way shows any sense of appreciation. Uh, one example would be in terms of the salaries. That would be just one. There are many other ways. Uh, some yeshivas, Baruch Shem, show a rabbi, and uh, he makes a chasna, a marriage talk, they'll give him $10,000. Or different programs today, Baruch Hashem have things with, for Yom Tov, 
for for Pesach or for Sukkot, they're able to. Able to a lot of Jews are feeling yes. that it started to yes. become yes. more. But but Kenai and her, these are usually large families, and uh, they need more. And and there's a wide world out there, and especially when they start seeing so many of their kaderim, who have not taken into the areas of chinuch, and they see financially how it it, it makes an impression. So we we have to give them the the appreciation for what it is for them to be a rabbi. Sorry about that. And it's been happening, it's been happening over the years, and Tarmasora had an initiative where they um, played a significant role in Rabbeim getting increases in salaries. More recently, they paid, played a huge role in the Moros getting increases in salaries. And it's created a wave in the communities, uh, frustration among the fundraisers, <laughs> but because they have to come up to the plate and they have to match it, and not all the schools are able to do that matching. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's created that uh, a competitiveness because some schools are paying more. But um, we're doing a lot of that kind of campaigning to encourage the men and the women to stay in the chinuch field, to go into the chinuch field, like they used to. That idealism is not as strong as it used to be. The idealism, the idea of uh, going out of town doesn't have the same uh, allure that it used to have. Um, Partially because cities like Lakewood are becoming more and more of an attraction. Uh, More and more parents and in-laws are moving to Lakewood, so it's becoming more and more challenging to leave. And Baruch Hashem, uh, Lakewood is, is, is working tirelessly at increasing the cuddle checks. So they're not running to leave cuddle so quickly <laughs> because they don't, uh, they don't feel like they have that need. Um, but we still have our teacher training programs around the country. In Lakewood itself, we have the HDUS program which uh, services many, many Jungleit every year. And um, we're doing the training and the encouraging um, and the placing and the mentoring and the coaching to be successful so that we can make sure that we have those that are of the best caliber and best trained to teach the children of the next generation. Uh, And this generation is not the same as previous generations, whereas previous generations, it was not for a Rebbe to know the page of Gemara with the Rashi and the Tosfos. Today, a Rebbe has to be so attuned, attuned to the to the child because the child has so many distractions right. and so many different things going on in his mind. And the Rebbe has to be able to be there to constantly motivate, constantly give the child structure. It's a, he's, he's become a Rebbe and a therapist all in one. All in one. And it, it changes so rapidly. The, what what Rafutna said maybe 60 years ago that in those days a generation is five years. Today could be five minutes. It's constantly changing. And our educators, teachers, principals, they need to recognize that the student sitting in front of them might be different than the student that sat in front of them just a couple of months ago, certainly a couple of years ago. And we have to get the direction from our Gedolim as to what should be changed, what can't be changed. 
how to address the new challenges that we're confronted with literally from day to day to learn what those challenges are and how to tackle them. It's, um, 100%. And also the regards to Rebim, I, I, I heard something amazing one time and I share with a lot of Rebim that uh, it's uh, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. The, 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 the amount of time and effort they have to put into each child and be there for them and discuss it with them. And I see what's with the Rebim for my children. God bless them. They're amazing. And uh, Baruch Hashem and uh, they're part of the Torah Sorry Network and it's definitely, you know, trickling down to to, to, to the Rebbeim. So you guys are definitely doing an amazing job. Uh, I, the question, the next is, uh, is as follows. Chazak, as we all know, is involved with placing kids from public schools to yeshivas. And Baruch Hashem, we had Shema Indus, he had this and success. And many times parents ask as a simple question. I want to ask that the rabbis being that you're the professionals, there's so many options sometimes. They feel like there's this yeshiva and that yeshiva, this one and that one. In your opinions, what would you say when looking for yeshiva? You know, this could be for, you know, someone leaving a certain town, going to another town, there's the options for yeshivas. What were some of the characteristics or some of the, of the you know, lookouts that parents should have in a yeshiva or in a rebbe or in a minal or in a campus? I would say that it should be a Shiva or Beis Yaakov that gives the children the feeling of Bonim Atem Lashem Lakechem. You are God's children. You are so close to God and He has such a love for you. And therefore, how much the child should appreciate who He is to understand He's a wealthy person. As an example, I once saw written by Rabbi Aaron Cutler, Zayda Sadlev Rocha. says, imagine a person is living in a hovel. Poor as can be, but under the floorboards are a million dollars. He's a wealthy man. He just doesn't know it. These children have to recognize how wealthy they are. They are bonum. They are children of Hashem. Yeshivas did instill that in them, and they, they need to recognize that. Rabbi Rubenfeld, what are you saying to with regards to same yeshivas, which... Well, it certainly depends on what level we're talking about. Starting school, high school, Bishmedrish. Uh, when Mepshul Kamenetsky is asked this question in Lakewood, um, how to choose a school, so he often would say, the one closest to your house. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I speak to um, Rabbeim and teachers often, the beginning of the school year, when they're ready to have that first orientation session with parents. And a lot of them come prepared with their uh, curriculum and their rules and uh, how they go about contacting the teacher when there's an issue. Um, what I say from my own experience of being at many orientations for my own children is that I believe what most parents want to hear when they hear about a teacher um, or when they hear from a teacher at the beginning of the year, they want to feel that their child is going to be safe. Their child is going to be loved. Their child is going to be safe. The child is not going to be ridiculed in public. The child is not going to be abused in any way. And they want to feel that confidence. Anything else is secondary. Yeah, they want to know the curriculum and they want to know some of the other things as well. But I think when when I was a parent and I came to these orientations and I got that feeling that this baby is going to love my child 
That's what I cared about. Everything else will fit into place. And I think that's important on many levels. Of course, we're dealing with high school disadvantage. It depends what community you're coming from, what school you're coming from, the strengths of the child. If I could just say the biggest challenge, I think, that exists by many families is the nisoyon um, of parents trying to find a school for their son or daughter that will fit into their social background more so than what's good for the child. I see that all the time. And that's a big yes. challenge that needs to be broken through and guiding parents and finding the best school for the For their child and not for their egos. You know, yeah. I see that all the time. Parents are, I want my son at this specific school because this family and that family are there. But for the child. And sometimes it's for good reasons. Sometimes they want to identify with a certain community, with a certain level of religiosity, whatever it might be. But the first and foremost has to be what's best for my child. 100%. I agree. Unbelievable. Uh, I, uh, child first. Children first. Rabbi Nywitz and Rabbi Rubenfeld, we have a minute custom, a final message on Torah Talks. Uh, so many beautiful gems that we appreciate your time. It means so much to us and to our audience. So I guess we'll start with Rabbi Nywitz and jump to Rabbi Rubenfeld. Oh, well, I, I, I don't think as quickly as Rabbi Okay, Rubenfeld. so we'll jump to Rabbi Rubenfeld. <laughs> we'll give Rabbi... There will be a message, a takeaway that you want to give to the to the Kali Israel. No, we're living in a in a time where there are those, certainly in 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 the community at large, the Goyesha communities, and even has seeped into our communities. Everything is bleak. We have a very very negative future ahead of us. The country is going to path. Even in our own communities, things seem to be going downhill. My message is we have a, a great bright future ahead of us. We have great teachers. We have great principles, loving and concerned parents, and taking Klal Yisrael into the next generation and assisting our children and our parents, our educators, to bring that generation to be able to greet Mashiach oh. is a beautiful future ahead of us. Love the positivity of every room. Felt 100%. The Minister Shemamain, Rabbi Nairoitzita. I thought there is a Gemara in Masechta Bava Metzia, I believe, that that speaks of a story where one of the uh, rabbis of the Gemara had a group of uh, porters carry his wine and they were negligent and they dropped it. So he quickly took their coats as uh, collateral to get his money back from them. And they ran to one of the heads of the academy, I guess, and said he took away our coats. So the rabbi said, return the coast to her. Um, he, the rabbi asked him, is that the law? He says, no, that's not the law per se, but the law is you have to go beyond the call of duty. You're a rabbi, you have to be able to go beyond the call of duty, and you must therefore return for that reason. Lefnin l'shuras hadin, to go beyond what has to be expected. 
This is a message that we have to be able to give over to children, that they have to have such a love for the Yiddishkeit that I may not have to do it, but it's so Jewish I want to be able to do it. I want to be able to do it. Amazing, Rabbi Naiwitz, Rabbi Wunfal. Thank you so much for those words of wisdom, words of inspiration, for the chizuk, for the inspiration, for all that you do for Klaus and for the Jewish people. Torah Misar, keep it up, amazing work. And we have Chazak, we forever. Thank you for the opportunity. 100%. And we want to thank of all of our uh, platforms uh, for hosting Chazak Torah Talks. Uh, Tuesday nights, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Shout out to Torah Time for hosting as well. Daily giving a dollar a day goes very far away. And uh, thank you very much for everyone for joining us. Shukar. Thank you. Thank you.